Are you a business-to-business -business sales leader looking to lead your sales team to new heights? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Purpose Driven Sales Podcast. Hi, my name is Josh Sweeney, joined by my co-host, Taylor Barnes. Taylor, how are you? I'm okay, Josh, and I say okay because I'm I'm a little confused at the direction that everything's going right now, and it makes me wonder who is going to lead this country, who is going to lead a lot of corporate America, where are we going, what directions it's going in. It's pretty confusing. One might say I'm pretty uncertain about the future. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of people that are uncertain right now, and uh, <laughs> luckily, you know, there's there's been times of uncertainty in the past and, and we've always made it through. So I guess we have gotten through, you know, and um, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty out there for the future and with leaders. So, you know, that's really the, the thing we want to talk about today is how to lead uh, even when the leaders and when your team are uncertain about the future. You know, I, I, I think that's one of the reasons that leadership was invented is because especially in times of uncertainty and disruption. And I'm taking those two specific words from uh, our lead pastor, Andy Stanley here at church. He talks about uncertainty and disruption. And, um, and I think honestly, that is, that is absolutely one of the big reasons that leadership exists. And I, what I will tell you, especially in the times right now, I mean, it's no secret how odd 2020 has been for an example, but whether it's this year or whether it's in your organization and you're going through a very disruptive model change like the taxis did with Uber, for an example, or like technology did with virtualization, for example, truly disruptive things. What you need as a leader is to show up and be present and get your organization through, especially during times of uncertainty and disruption. So I'm looking forward to getting into it. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's all about leadership and that's what this podcast is about. So let's talk a little bit about why some of this uncertainty happens. Um, what, are, what are some reasons that people get really uncertain and start to get really worried and, and start focusing on everything but what they need to do in their role? You know, what are those distractions? You, you know, Joe, I think a lot of this just comes down to the fact that it's kind of always been this way. There's always been change. There's always been, you know, things that have come about. A lot of external stuff comes about, um, whether it's personally or professionally. A lot of the change can kind of just historically be, you know, leave leave sales, leave uh, employees just uncertain about their future. So I, I think a lot of this comes down to the fact that it kind of has always been a little bit uncertain, and that change is inevitable. And so when we talk about the importance of of leading in times of uncertainty, one of the reasons why that's so important is because just generally speaking, I think it's kind of always been that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's always some level of uncertainty. I think it just comes down to what that level looks like and, and sometimes what it's pointed at, right? If you look at like 2008, where we had an external crisis, mm -hmm. you know, that affected a lot of people, you know, they, they were able to channel it and say, here's the cause you know, here's how it does or doesn't affect uh, my role in the, in the, in the job uh, directly. You know, am I going to get fired from this or whatever, right? If you weren't in that market, it maybe didn't affect you as much. It affected you in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, whereas now we have 
multiple different external challenges coming together in 2020, which seems to be causing just more distraction for a lot of different people, because if it's not one thing, it's another. Exactly. <laughs> and then right. we got another. <laughs> yep, exactly right. And I, and I think you nailed it on, the, you hit it on the head there. And look, there's sometimes that people will overreact and become paranoid and, and, and what have you. So let's just, let's just kind of peel back the drastic example of this and, and really just get down to some practical examples. Let's use COVID as an example. COVID has come in and obviously disrupted everything. Now, COVID obviously affects humans at their personal level and they, they naturally have some, some personal you know, effects, especially if they get it or if their families get it. And of course that happens, but at the professional level, which is what we're talking about today, that has obviously... Uh, completely shooken up the way that people spend money, the way that budgets are allocated, the way that, uh, you know, generally people, uh, if they have programs and projects that are happening, that the, the starting, the stopping, just the general uncertainty of, of how this goes in, in, in today's times has really just affected the way that, that people view where their organization is going, where their personal income might go, where their day-to-day might go. And it's not that it's necessarily world on fire at all times, but it doesn't need to be, Josh, in a lot of these examples that we're talking about. As long as something is uncertain, there's a, that's, I'm sorry, as long as something is a little bit, you know, uncertain or disruptive, we have the, we have the chance for uncertainty. I didn't say that very well, but I think you get my point. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I think that's the challenge for the sales leadership, right? Is, is a lot of salespeople are looking at these and going, well, we're not getting deals because we're not closing deals because, you know, but the reality is, is we still have to forge ahead. And as leaders, yep. we have to lead them through that uncertainty and, and tell them what is going right and focus on those. So we'll, we'll talk about a few more of the external challenges in addition to COVID and then we'll get over to some solutions. So, you know, another one is, um, you know, government legislative change, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So we're in an election year. Nobody knows what's going to happen. I know roughly three, three, four years ago when this happened before, I mean, I know I had a deal go completely flat. They're like, we don't know what's going to happen. We're putting this on pause. All of our analysts are saying that the market's about to tank and we're not spending any money, right? And these were large companies. Now it went the complete opposite direction. So they lost a ton of time, you know, by taking that action, um, you know, but that, that was a decision they made. Um, so there are other changes that are, you know, weighing on people like government changeover or the potential to change over or, or consistency around what we've had. You know, there's all kinds of different impacts depending on the way people look at that. And, and you nailed it. What is going to happen as a result of that is the very definition of uncertainty and or lack of clarity. So we know that there is going to be governmental legislative change. We know there's going to be things, generally speaking, in the market that always disrupt, that always change. And in this drastic example of, of COVID, that was a large change. So all those things that, that go into the external impacts of what it does at a human level, bringing them uncertainty, just understand that those are the reasons. And, and, and what I love are some of the solutions that we've come up with. Yeah. So let's take a look at some of those solutions. So we talked about, you know, some of these external factors that people kind of cling on to in some way, some people more than others. Um, But, you know, one of the, one of the solutions I really like is, is just really focusing on what's in our control, 
because there's always going to be reasons that some external factor is going to mess things up. But if we focus on what's in our control, we can keep forging ahead, right? No matter what happens with COVID or the government or social unrest or anything else, you know, we still have to feed our kids and have a roof over our head and all of that. So, you know, we really have to, you know, look at what's in our control and stay positive about what's in our control and take action. Yeah, I agree. This is a little bit of a tangent, but one thing I heard recently that I really liked a lot is in, in your control, uh, let's just use um, income for an example. So income comes in and you might have the decision, especially if you're a founder-led organization, you have the ability whether or not you're going to immediately pay taxes first before you pay yourself. Now, again, I don't want to get down a rabbit hole here, but if it's in your control, I just recommend everybody look at paying yourself first. Okay. Now we're moving on. Now, <laughs> one of the things, one of the things that, that I always like uh, here in terms of the solution, and this is something that in our organizations, I think we've done a pretty good job at physically being present and physically showing up to just put in FaceTime, whether that's in person with distancing or doing a video or doing a webinar, whatever that is. Showing up speaks so much more volume than words. And, and here's the analogy that I really like to give sometimes. And again, I, this, this, this came from Andy. In the hospital, for an example, can you think of a time where you would say, you know what, Mr. Surgeon, you're coming in here and you're talking too much. You're over-communicating too much. I don't want to hear all the different things that you're thinking. You're just coming in here too much. The answer is no. You'll never have enough information from a doctor or a surgeon or somebody that is trying to sustain the livelihood of someone in your and your family. You will never complain about how much they over-communicate. And what that does is that alleviates some of that uncertainty, that alleviates some of that just lack of clarity of what's going on. And I love that analogy as it relates to leadership. As the leader, you know, you can kind of take on you know, the, the surgeon in that example, in that analogy. You can never over-communicate that we are in this together, that we're all going through this together and that we're in it together. And if you bring that level of authenticity, vulnerability, you immediately become more relatable as a, as a human. And I will promise you guys and girls, your employees, when they see that, they, they will feel way more comfortable on their own skin because they're like, okay, well, the, the, my boss, my manager, you know, the, the founder, the, the, the CEO, whatever. Now I understand that, okay, where he or she is going through some similar things that I'm going through. You know, they're not necessarily fully positive about what's going to happen, but I appreciate them being honest about that because the last thing that we can do as leaders, guys and girls, is go on there and guarantee that everything's going to be fine and guarantee that we're going to increase revenues and, you know, increase everybody's. And, and you need to be extremely vulnerable, very honest about where you're at in that moment while showing up, I think those things are excellent solutions to some of the uh, the uncertainty that, that employees feel. Yeah, and I think, you know, to hint on or talk more about the we're in it together, I mean, one strategy for that and one solution is really making the time to go to your sales reps and say, hey, you know, I know lots of different things are going on. I just wanted to see, you know, how you're doing. What are some of the struggles you're having? And you can really open it up to what struggles are you having? And, you know, that gives them the idea that like, one, you care as a sales leader, you understand. And then that also goes into the coaching of, okay, well, 
no problem. Now, what of those items are in our control? Mm. What can we change? What can we go after together? Right? So you're in it together. You're asking about their struggles and, and maybe, you know, if they're, if a lot of their struggles are pointing to external issues, you have the opportunity to guide them and say, well, what's in our control? What can we do together? You know, to focus on the more important, the important factors when it comes to feeding your family, at least I'll put mm. it that way. Mm. Um, or yourself. And um, so there's an opportunity there to, to drive those conversations. And in times of uncertainty, it's also, I think, a time when leaders need to have a significantly higher level of EQ and, and go have those conversations and not just treat it like somebody's showing up for a job because, you know, some leaders are better than that than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And the tone to which they present that information has to be positive. It just does. The last thing that you're going to want to see is one of your leaders or one of your, you know, organizational heads say, well, this sucks. I think we're screwed. And they're they're throwing up their hands too. Like, (laughs) I don't know. The pipeline is dry. Let's all go home. That's right. Now, now clearly guys and girls, especially the founders out there that we're talking to and the leaders that we're, we're not asking you to lie. Of course, we're not saying lie. But what I will say is, if you're able to, you know, to, to make sure that you sustain a positive tone throughout the communication, which most leaders understand is a requirement of being a leader, then I think you're going to, I think that's going to be considerably more receptive on the other end than it would be if you are potentially losing your mind, right? Yeah. So. I mean, there's, there's definitely ways to look at it, right? And, and some of the tone really, just like you, you're talking about, comes from the angle at which they view the world and then how they want to present it, right? I can look at the you know, COVID and the pullback from all the sales that we saw as this huge bad thing that is being done to me and I have no action and I, and it's over. Right. But, or I can spin it to my team as, Hey, you know, this is a, this is a dry spell, but there's only really one way to go from here. Right. Mm -hmm. There's, there's only one option after we just went from, you know, $2 million in sales to zero in 90 days. Well, there, we're just going to add it back to the pipeline, right? We just have to go after it. And here's the thing. If you leave here and go somewhere else, they're having those same challenges. Exactly. So it's not like it's better, you know, the grass is greener over there. So we're in this together. Like when this starts to recover, we're going to be hitting it. So what can we do now to, you know, make that happen, right? So yep. you can definitely take a positive look at it. And, and I'm not saying that's easy because <laughs> sometimes yeah. it just looks like, you know, you just want to go home and, and crawl in a closet, I guess, or crawl in bed. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, there, there's always that light. Right. And in that, in that same regard, staying within our three foot world, controlling what we can control, and then really boiling it down and taking ownership of it, right? We have to be able to take ownership of, of what we can control and have this failure is not an option mentality or else you're just going to what shut the doors. No, of course not. You have to have a failure is not an option mentality. You have to feed the top of that pipeline or refeed in that example that you just used, Josh and maintain a positive tone. Everything that we're talking about here, again, it it sounds, it's a whole lot easier said than done. And and I want to be very practical about that. It's a whole lot easier said than done. But when we really boil it down, Josh, we got two options. One of which is to throw up our arms and say, we're screwed. I don't know what's going to happen. Or we lead and we, and we, we just focus in on purpose-driven sales, purpose-driven leadership. And that is intentional, extreme ownership with a positive tone. Failure is not an option mentality. You have to be able to lead in times of disruption. 
and by using some of these solutions and showing up and being present and letting everybody know that we're in it together, that we're going to, that we're going to do it together. So important for the end result. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we all know it's going to happen again to some degree, right? Every business either goes through a disruption or uncertainty at an industry level, at, you know, uh, and a focus level on, you know, what they do or, or their internal business, right? Some internal business strife, externalities like what we're dealing with here. You know, we're all going to go through it year after year. So, you know, you really get to level up the way that we motivate and engage our sales team and, and lead them through these times. And then we should be good at it. I mean, after 2020, we should be experts at it. After no that, kidding. Right? Like no anything kidding. else should almost feel trivial. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, along those same regards, it's kind of a cliche, but you, you, just to be clear, everything that we're talking about kind of falls into the, this is happening to me versus what could happen through me. And what we're trying to talk to you all about is what's possible to happen through you as a leader to drive your organization out of something like this. And if you have a victim mentality, then things tend to happen to you. And it's unfortunate that things happen to you and there's nothing you can do about it. And again, that that's, that's so much easier said than done because there's a lot of things that are out of our control guys and girls. And, and look, there, there's, you, you can either focus on that or, or, or not. And obviously I recommend not and taking a look at it, where you're at, figuring out what can happen through you as a leader and how you push that down in a non victim mentality way to your employees and your organization to get everybody riled up and lead your organization through these times of, uncertainty and and give back as much clarity as you can lead with that clarity so that your people don't flat out just run out the door with their hair on fire and and freak out (laughs) i I say that in jest obviously i know that i shouldn't joke about that in a lot of cases because naturally there's been some very unfortunate times this year Uh, but i do hope that everybody is taking some of these solutions very very seriously uh, because i think it's i think it's required Yeah, definitely. And I think some of these also exhibit just Taylor, you're in my, you know, kind of mentality on some of these, you know, we, it's extreme ownership, you know, go out there and own it. You know, failure is not an option. That's just the mentality, you know, a non-victim mentality specifically, right? Like we own this and, you know, there's going to be setbacks and what do we do during those setbacks And, and what is the opportunity in the setback? I know, you know, we have clients that, were in heavily, heavily generated a lot of sales from their referral relationships from industry events. And, you know, when that goes flat, it feels like the end of the world, but it's also now a point in which they can pivot to do other things. And when that industry comes back, if they've already flushed out another way to do sales Mm -hmm. and that comes back, now they're better than they ever were, right? So, you know, I think I've talked about this before, but it's that golden handcuffs, like you keep doing it because it works, but but this external force came in and forced you to do it a different way, which is actually a really big opportunity for the long term, right? And and sometimes that's the only way we can look at it is, you know, let's look at it at the long term. Ten years from now, um, you know, this will be this will be something we remembered. You know, yeah, we'll be on to the next item, right? And I and I, and I think what you said earlier, everything after you know, just using twenty twenty and and the times as an example, everything else moving forward should be pretty trivial. This has been a very, very challenging year. And, uh, and we're not taking 
anything away from that. This isn't a suck it up kind of conversation. This is just giving you tactical approaches on how to lead by showing up and being present, being clear, being vulnerable and authentic and honest with your organization. And if you want to do that in, in a positive tone, that's obviously what we recommend. But I always recommend on top of that, providing as much clarity as you can to your organization. Here is what we are going to do. Here is the path that we are going to take. And if that changes, that's okay. But lead by giving clarity to your organization, showing up in person, you know, using your voice instead of your words on an email, that's going to really move the emotional meter for your organization. Yeah, I think when you're talking about kind of leading and with that vision, you know, part of it is restating the mission, restating the vision for the organization and keeping them focused on that. Because when you also redirect as a leader, I find that when you redirect to that, uh, they have more time, more of their mind share goes to that instead of the external items, right? So sometimes you just have to pull attention away mm. from these other things that are happening. And I think I, I even saw an article on it uh, yesterday where you know, uh, a CEO had come out and said, look, there's a lot of distractions happening and we're feeling it in the organization. And we just want to reinforce what our mission is and how we're going to get there and where we need to be focused. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so while you're, while you're working each day, let's keep that focus in mind, not everything else that's going on. And, you know, other things that you may not even be able to really have an impact on, um, you know, and some of them you can, but, you know, we'll, we'll figure out how to do that as an organization, but without extreme distraction. Right. Right. Well, I don't know about you, Josh, but I'm feeling a whole lot more clear and confident now. <laughs> and I have, I have a lot more, uh, more reason to go after it. Uh, so thank you for this amazing conversation. Yeah, this has been a good one. And, uh, I think it needed to happen. So for you sales leaders out there, the question for you is what are you doing to lead in times of uncertainty? And this has been Purpose Driven Sales with Barnes and Sweeney. Now go lead on purpose. Thank you for joining us on the Purpose Driven Sales Podcast. If you've enjoyed the content, the best thing you can do to support us is go out to iTunes and give us five stars so that we can continue to reach more sales leaders.